Hey guys, what's up? This is Seth on Modern Da Vinci, our latest post. This is all about trying to help you as a small business owner figure out exactly what are the most important things you should be focusing on in your business, uh, especially as you head into the rest of the year. So here's the deal, and I understand this because I live with it every day. You got a million things going on. You're trying to figure out how to deal with your customers. You're trying to figure out how to get the right people in the door. You're trying to deal with cash flow, dealing with quality issues. I mean, it really doesn't matter what kind of business you're in. Doesn't matter how big you are, it's the same stuff. You're spending a thousand plates. Every day is crazy. It's a, it's a sprint trying to get somewhere. And yet it's really hard to take a step back and focus on the right things that are important to your business. So we came up with a framework to help you quickly and easily hone in on the things that are most important. This is a way to quickly identify strengths in your business and weaknesses in your business so that you can take action and do something about it. Okay, so with that said, what we did to help you get this done is develop a very handy checklist, bang, that you can download right from the site here that will help you run through this assessment, this health check diagnostic, if you will, and to do it probably in as few as 15 minutes, maybe even 10, if you're gonna move fast. So what I wanna do in this video is highlight some of the key areas, touch on each of the specific areas that are in the assessment. I'm gonna point out probably the most common thing that we see when we work with small businesses, and again, even that I know from personal experience in my businesses, that usually stand out in that area. Uh, and then we'll give this to you as a primer, but really leave it up to you to do the work, to download the assessment, run through it, score your business, find your opportunities, and then make a plan. Of course, we're here to also help you with that. So with that said, let's start looking at these areas one by one. Okay, area number one, planning and structure. So in this section, we are asking you to reflect upon several different items, it really is a checklist again, to see what do you got in place. One of the ones that I would pick out is the question, my company has a written strategic plan that is current and relevant. Now, if you follow us, we make a case. You do not need to have some crazy, fancy 50-page plan. You need to have a two-page plan, max. And we give you a guideline on how to do it. It's simple, and it touches on some key elements. But if you do not have it, it is like lacking the foundation to build your house on. You will not have the core priorities identified that will help you navigate key decisions. And maybe more importantly, if you have a company that's big enough to have staff, they will not know where to put their focus. So if that is not in place, check out our resources or do whatever it takes to get your team together. Set simple statement in terms of purpose. Get a couple goals out there. Take a look at the landscape of your business, figure out where those opportunities are, and align some goals to that. I'm telling you, you guys, you can knock this out in the course of a day or two. At the end of it, one or two page plan. It'll keep you running for the year. It'll keep you focused. Way, way worth the time investment to get that done. If you don't have it, stop everything else you're doing and make this a top priority because your survival depends on it. All right, area number two, one of my personal favorites, leadership. So in this section, we're really asking you as a leader, whether you're the owner or senior person in the business, it doesn't really matter, right? All this stuff is still the same. What we're asking you to do is reflect on your own skills for a few minutes and pick out those things that maybe are holding you back in terms of your effectiveness, which in turn can really hold your business back. 
all right? So one of the key things I will point out here is one of our checklist questions is, do you have a mentor or trusted advisor that you can rely on for guidance and support? We all know this. Being a small business owner can be very lonely, especially if you're a sole proprietor. But even if you have a partnership, it can be lonely, right? It's tough to admit that you're uh, nervous about the coming period. You're worried about making payroll. You're nervous about a client. A lot of times business owners hold that stuff in. They don't want to alarm their family. They don't want to alarm their partners, colleagues, employees, whoever it might be. So they hold these things in and it's just not healthy. If you don't have someone you can be honest with, go do something about that. Find a mentor, right? Find somebody experienced that you may know in the industry who would probably enjoy helping you out and sharing some knowledge. Of course, uh, maybe you could say it's out of self-interest. I'm a big proponent of professional coaching. Hiring a professional who knows how to work with you to facilitate learning, to help you think clearly, help you focus on your goals. Worth every penny. It'll pay back as long as you find a coach that's a good fit. So make sure that you're not totally out there on an island. You're not carrying the uh, fear, uncertainty, emotion, whatever it is, without someone there to support you. Get your back. Give you a little support when things get rough. All right. Area number three, team and staff. This section of our assessment asks you to focus on several different aspects of the health of your employees, uh, whether they're engaged, how well they're able to work through challenges, how well they understand what they're supposed to be doing in the organization. So we've got a bunch of questions, but the one that I would like to focus in on is, do your employees, uh, do you and your employees encourage consistent feedback on performance? All right. So long time ago, back when we first started Dead Modern Vinci, we did a post on how to give effective feedback. Feedback is the most important thing that you can establish culturally and then individually in order to make sure one, people know if they're doing a good job. Everybody wants to know that. If they're not, they want to know why and how they can improve. And number three, if someone's not performing, something needs to happen. And through this process, that needs to be communicated so that people can be held accountable. You can take action and you can move forward with your business without getting held back by low performers. If you are lacking uh, a, you know, a culture, a process for good feedback. It starts with you at the leadership level. You've got to decide what, why are you, uh, you know, what's holding you back from being someone who gives good feedback, right? We have some guidelines to help you look at that. It can be a very simple process if we break it down into steps, right? Strip all the emotion out of it, strip all the fear out of it, follow the process. It works every time. If you're good at giving feedback, but you find that your employees aren't, you've got to get them some training, get them some coaching, incentivize them. It's part of their responsibility. Your managers have got to be serious about giving good feedback. Without it, the entire team begins to fall apart. Cracks uh, seep in in terms of communication, trust, uh, people understanding, being engaged. And the, and the worst part about that is it's an easy thing to do. So if you don't have a good culture for giving feedback, you can grab our resources or others, but do something about it starting today. All right, next area, customer relationship and reputation. So here we're challenging you to take a look at how your customers see you. Uh, you know, what is it that your customers would say about you? Uh, would they tell you directly or what would they say about you in the market in general? So one of the questions is, do you have a good return or retention rate? This is pretty easy to check. If you're a small business, you know your customers well. Are they sticking with you? Uh, do they stick with you through thick and thin if you make a mistake? 
Do they come back? Do they give you another chance? Or are you seeing a lot of turnover? Obviously, turnover with customers, depending on what you do, is not a good sign. It means there's something missing, something in the relationship, something in the quality, something in the product that's not quite right. If you see that, you've got to do something to learn. What is it that's going on? So what I would strongly suggest that you do is pick out a couple customers where you do have some trust and open up a very candid dialogue. Say, we need your help. We need your input. What can we do better? What are we not doing well? If you have a customer that leaves, try to grab their input and feedback. See if they'll come clean. And it's hard sometimes to do that to get them to give you that time. But see if they'll come clean on what went wrong. You need to be very again, honest with yourself. You're not fooling anybody. If you tell the wrong story here because you think you're great and everybody else thinks you stink, well, you're the one who's going to lose. It's going to eventually hurt you in terms of relationships and of course, revenue and just your basic ability to survive. So if you don't see that customers come back, that's a big red flag and you've got to come up with some tactical steps to learn what's going on so that you can put a plan in place to do something about it. Okay. Next area is sales. Okay. And by sales, we're talking about filling your pipeline, we're talking about closing deals, we're talking about writing good proposals. That entire process from getting a lead all the way to closing a deal, is that serving you well? So we've got a bunch of areas for you to self-evaluate and some guidelines for you to think about based on how you score yourself. Let me point out something that I just experienced. There's several great pieces here you need to look at. You really do need to make sure that if you're in an industry where you give some kind of quote or proposal, that that document is communicating everything you need it to, that it's simple, clear, and that it results in someone laying the signature down. If it's muddled up, if you uh, have poor quality in that document, immediately it's a, whoa, hey, is this the kind of quality I'm going to get from these guys? So you got to have good quality control on those. If it's confusing, people can't clearly see what they're going to pay for, when they're going to pay for it, uh, you know, what kind of deliverables or service they can expect, it is a huge turnoff. So don't screw it up. At that point, you're so close to a deal, you're right? You're just finalizing. You're trying to get the basics in place so you can get a signature. Make sure that's right. I said I just experienced it. I was reading a proposal from a firm the other day uh, to my company. You know, right away, the very first paragraph, it just missed some of the key points um, that, you know, I thought should have been better captured in a, in a uh, prior discussion we'd had. Immediate turnoff. I mean, my thought was, you know, man, these guys weren't listening as well as they should have. It's a killer because I didn't even really flip through the rest of the proposal. Uh, and not only do I, I'm not really even in the mood to give them feedback. I'm just kind of in the mood to move on and let it go and, you know, move on to the next pressing thing. I'll get to that again down the road. So they probably lost the sale just because the first paragraph in that proposal was just, they were just lazy. They didn't pay attention to detail when they crafted it. Okay. So make sure that what you hand your potential customer is well done, accurate, simple, and clear. So it's a no brainer for them to sign on the dotted line and get things going. All right, next area, online presence and messaging. Now, fortunately for you guys, our partner Mike here is an expert in this, and I'm not. So I'm not going to spend too much time talking about this. We do ask you in the checklist to look at everything from, you know, how confident you are in your web presence to what kind of uh, hits you're getting, the quantity and volume of leads you're getting, uh, and being able to look into those things further and improve that. I'm just going to make the most basic point. It's the first item in our checklist. If you suspect that your website stinks, uh, maybe you just you know bought a cheap template from a uh, hosting company and threw it out there, put a couple words in there, you don't update it regularly, you don't really like the look and feel, it doesn't really match you with your company, 
you are going to probably pay a price for that. Now look, not all businesses rely on their website to generate business. But in this day and age, as you know, and this has now been a long time, that is one of the very first chances you have to make an impression on a potential customer. They look at your website. It doesn't have to be world-class, but if it looks like a piece of junk, they that is going to inform their perspective on you. Uh, so I would just say, if you know your website's struggling, if you know it is lacking at least a clean, modern look and feel, um, if you've you know really struggled to put a ton of content on there and you just can't get it in there, all I'm gonna suggest is look, be serious, think about spending the money to have a professional come in and clean it up for you, streamline it, modernize it, put it on a good platform that's gonna show up well across all different you know browsers and devices and just get it out of your mind, all right? You need help, don't be afraid to get help. You gotta spend a couple thousand bucks on this. I mean, hey, you know, no business owner likes spending a bunch of money, but this is one that has almost, uh, you don't have a choice. Uh, if you don't get this right, you're gonna lose customers. We've all experienced this just the other day, looking at a potential partnership with a business, had a hard time finding their website, wasn't even showing up right in uh, you know a, a web search. When I did get to it, it just looked like crap. And I immediately thought, these guys are amateurs. And you know they may not be, but that's the impression I had, and I was really turned off. It really sapped my energy going into later discussions. I just thought, you know, these guys don't have what it takes to uh, make a great impression on my clients. I mean, if they don't make a good impression on me, why am I gonna trust them as a partner? So don't slack on the website, guys. Get some help. Um, you're busy. You're probably not a developer. You don't know how to do it. You know, spend some money to get a pro in there to clean things up and make it right. All right, a couple more areas to go, but these are all important. We don't want to cut any one of these short. Next area is products and services. So this is all about asking you to run down this checklist. There's what I'm looking at while I'm talking to you guys here. And to really evaluate, are your products aligned with what it is that you're great at, that what you do, and are they aligned with real problems that your customers have? Now, I've kind of boiled down uh, you know, our checklist into two big themes, but I, I really want to focus on this idea of, you know, do your products align with really who you are? Here's what I see a lot of. I see a lot of small businesses, they really want to make a buck. And so they tend to chase maybe 10, 20 different things that they think they can do. They got all these great ideas. And so sometimes you'll really see this when you go to a website and it'll say, oh, here's a small business. Let's look at their offerings and capabilities. And there's like 20 things, all right? You see this a lot like around here with professional service companies. They do project management, they do consulting, they do training, they do uh, technology support. And I'm like, I, I, only like 10 people work there. How do you do all those things? And I, and I understand what's happening there. You know, trying to chase that lead, trying to make a buck. They don't want to risk losing work where they feel like they have some expertise. And, and I just, I would just challenge you to take a step back and truly ask the question, what are we really good at? What are the very small number of things that we're excellent at? And how does that align with our purpose, what we came here to do? And then you further extend into saying, and how does this solve our customers' most pressing problems? When you get alignment between those things, you're going to get sales and you know that you've got the right products in play. So if, if you're struggling with this, if you're getting spread a little too thin, you're going to need to take a step back, follow some of the recommendations we make here, look for alignment and simplicity. Find those few things, lock them down, validate that they meet your customers' needs, and that will get you more growth and sales than being spread out across 50 things that you're just mediocre at. All right, last one, operational effectiveness and efficiency. Yet another one 
near and dear to my heart, being in small businesses and being the chief operating officer in those businesses, meaning I handled everything from setting up the basic IT to accounting to taxes to quality control. I mean, just trying to make sure we had stuff like SharePoint sites with templates. I mean, here I am, the business owner, one of the prime you know, consultants, client, uh, you know, relationship people, but I'm also trying to do all this crap. And it is a drain and it also is necessary. And as your company grows, the importance of being able to scale up in those things, uh, one, as a leader or a you know, critical contributor to the business, getting yourself out of those things, and also, though, number two, making sure your business can scale so that you have a best practice. Well, everybody can get to it. You have information on your clients, you, you know, the interactions. People can actually see it in your business so you're not wasting time replicating work, doing whatever it is. So my recommendation here is get help. You need to do the things you're good at. If you're uh, a coach, be a coach. You're going to have to spend some money to pay someone to do your books and your invoices yeah, it's worth it. That time's going to come back to you. Um, plus, if you're like me, those things drain your energy. They drive you nuts. I'm not a good bookkeeper. I'm not an accountant. I need help from those things. And I will tell you personally, I have dragged my feet because of the expense and I regret it. Every month, for those of you guys that are in my same shoes, you get around that time of the month where you're supposed to be worried about those things and it's just like the worst feeling ever. Uh, and, they, and you don't have a choice, they gotta get done. You don't get paid if you don't invoice in this one particular example. So one of the first key hires a lot of small businesses make is to bring in someone to focus on those things. You know, it may be an executive assistant type, it may be a true chief operating officer type. Don't be afraid to make that hire. Chicken and egg, spend the money, make the money, you know, you, you gotta balance all that out. You don't wanna go broke, but the ROI on getting a trustworthy person that can handle the operations or a person who's smart enough to be able to outsource those things, if you know an HR provider, an accounting provider, a tax advisor, whatever it is, if they can coordinate all that for you, worth every penny. So just be careful how you in your role is operating the business. That's something that tends to be able to be supported and outsourced versus your skill, your key expertise, which you're not gonna be able to necessarily outsource. So look at it through that lens. Don't be afraid to make the move. Spend a little money. It'll come back many times over. All right, so those are the eight key areas that help you break down. There are eight key crucial components of any business, uh, especially tailored to a small business. And it'll help you get a little organized in how you look at your business and figure out where your weaknesses and your strengths are. Remember, we're definitely looking for weaknesses. Um, those are really the risks, the things that are hovering out there uh, you know, it's kind of like an anvil over your head. It could drop at any moment and it's going to kill you if it hits you. You need to do something about those right away. There's those critical weaknesses that you cannot afford to screw around with. You need to do something about it. So our process is going to help you find those. It's going to help you find some uh, longer term weaknesses too, that maybe when you go back to develop your plan, you can plan in. So things like progressively building better relationships with your customers, tweaking your product mix, those are all things that are gonna take a little time that you can prioritize and build in to the work that you do. And then of course, lastly, it'll also help you find your strengths. Uh, you know, And those strengths are something that you wanna build on. And of course, you also have to be a little bit mindful of guarding against regression. One of the things we hear time and time again, and just uh, experience this again myself recently, is a company will get really strong in their sales, 
their pipeline's hot, they're killing it, and they, they switch over into delivery mode. I mean, this is gonna happen with a small business that doesn't have unlimited resources. Well, so you'd say, we have a real strength in our pipeline. Well, three months passed, six months passed, pipeline hasn't been replenished. And all of a sudden, current work starts to slow down a little bit, dry up a little bit, and next thing you know, you're in an absolute panic. So what was your strength, which was filling up your pipeline, became a weakness over time because you've diverted your attention elsewhere. So the question would be, what kind of discipline do you need to add or change to make sure that you stay more steady with that? Do you need help? Do you need to realign roles and responsibilities? Is it worth it to invest in getting some uh, expertise in sales? Whatever it is, you need to do something about it. So we really need to shore up our weaknesses, but we also need to make sure we build on our strengths and stay strong in those areas. So what I would recommend that you guys do, uh, download our checklist, spend the 10 to 15 minutes running through it. For every uh, section, you're gonna score your answers, and then based on your score, we're either gonna put you in kind of a low, medium, high bucket, and each of those comes with some simple guidance uh, that'll give you some ideas on what to do next. And of course, we are here to help you with this. Uh, give us a call. Uh, shoot us a note. Um, we regularly work with small businesses to run them through this process. We can do it in a facilitative way, uh, add our expertise into it, and help you build a plan. We provide that kind of our support for our members, but we also do this kind of work on a custom basis for the clients we work with uh, you know, on an individual basis. So thanks as always. Make sure you sign up and stay in touch. We're here to help.